Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Thursday, October 26th. The United Auto Workers has announced, and Ford has confirmed, that a tentative agreement has been reached with Ford to end the strike of workers that started six weeks ago. Ford workers will immediately return to work now that the tentative agreement has been met, though the strike will continue to affect General Motors and Stellantis facilities. While all the details of the deal have not yet been made public, a few have been announced, such as a 25% pay raise across the board, though it will be larger increases for some of the workers. United Auto Workers also earned the cost-of-living adjustments that have been a major sticking point of negotiations. In previous negotiations, the UAW has already made progress with General Motors, getting the company to agree to place all EV battery plants under the National Master Collective Bargaining Agreement. Tesla will sell $100 million worth of supercharger hardware to deploy at locations across the U.S., and their first customer is actually BP, the oil company, which is turning its own ship towards renewable energy. The deal is pretty much a first of its kind, as Tesla is basically the hardware supplier, and BP will be putting up their own pylons with their own branding on site. Now, the rollout will start next year at a variety of locations. However, neither Tesla or BP have confirmed the number of stations involved. The deal is valued at $100 million, so there is a little bit of a clue. Tesla has sold some private superchargers in the past, but they were limited in power and not meant to be deployed at a large scale. The last time that happened was 2016, so this is pretty exciting news. Tesla is planning a sport version of the Model 3 with sportier seats, according to information coming out of the latest software update. A hacker known as Green found a version called Sport in the software with new seats that feature bigger side supports and headrests. The back seat also has been slightly updated, but we kind of already knew that from the new Model 3 unveiling. And this would be the first time that Tesla has updated the interior of a performance version in the lineup. They generally focus on suspension and brake upgrades as well as powertrain performance. It's unclear if this is going to be a new standard interior for the performance, ludicrous, or plaid. Whatever the new performance version of the Model 3 will be called, we're not quite sure or if it's just going to be a new interior package available for purchase. The new Porsche Taycan was spotted out in the wild this week, giving us a sneak peek of the new design. The front includes an improved fascia. Now, Porsche also reshaped the bumper and added new full-length light strips above new vents. Now, the recent design changes are likely to improve aerodynamics with the current Taycan at 0.22. Last month, we got a look at the new Taycan Turbo GT, which is expected to rival the Tesla Model S Plaid. That one was spotted testing at the Nuremberg Ring racetrack with new features to heat up the rivalry. Porsche is expected to officially reveal the upgraded Taycan next year as a 2025 model. Today's episode is sponsored by AMP, makers of energy management solutions for e-mobility products. Team AMP is known for its expertise in the industry when it comes to understanding the battery and its functionality. With more than 300 years of combined experience, the team has developed proven battery management systems that are suitable for a wide range of applications, starting from 12 volts to 1000 volts. That extends to the AMP battery management systems algorithms that help companies building e-mobility products improve battery life while maximizing the power that can be safely utilized. The company also offers a highly integrated combination of charging software and hardware with AMP EMU. 
That includes an all-in-one DC-DC converter, onboard charger, power distribution, and a charge controller for electric vehicles. This unit saves space and cost in your EVs while providing maximum power density. Brands building new electric vehicles products will want to consider the AMP EVCC, a state-of-the-art charge controller for electric vehicles with support for all major charging standards, including CCS, NACS, and Shademo. And the AMP Fast Charge Junction Box to enable Level 3 DC fast charging, all built on the AMP charging software stack, the world's number one charging software capable of complying with all major charging standards globally. You can learn more about the AMP Energy Management Solutions at amp.tech. After releasing its results for the first nine months of the year, Volkswagen's CFO said the EV orders are down 50% in Europe. Volkswagen's order intake fell short, attributed to a slowdown in the overall market. Now, despite EV orders falling significantly from last year, Volkswagen did begin to see an uptick in their pickup rate for the third quarter. Now, the Volkswagen officials said that although order intake was below targets, delivery momentum is expected to continue. Volkswagen lowered their guidance earlier this year from 11% EV sales to 8-10% of their total share. Now, the automaker's struggles led to production cuts in Germany last month over slowing demand. The company hopes to have a refreshed ID4 and ID5, their top-selling EVs, which they hope will turn things around. These new models come with a new electric drivetrain and battery, providing more range and a modern infotainment system. One year after filing for bankruptcy with its Jeep joint venture in China, Stellantis has now found a new partner from the Chinese market, although their ambitions are worldwide. Stellantis has acquired approximately 20% stake in the company called Leap Motor, this for in exchange for an investment of 1.5 billion euros. The investment also includes the forming of a company called Stellantis International, a joint venture with Leap Motor in which Stellantis owns a 51% stake. The joint venture secures exclusive rights for Stellantis to the manufacturing, sale, and export of Leap Motor vehicles everywhere outside of China. It'll be interesting to see how this joint venture affects both automakers, as Stellantis has been catching up in electrification and has virtually no presence in China until now, whereas Leap Motor looks to continue to find an audience in a competitive market within China before entering the European market, which is a region that has already seen several other Chinese competition heating up. Volvo Cars released its third quarter earnings, showing vehicle sales revenue and profit growth. Now, the automakers significantly improved their EV margins in the quarter, reaching 9%, up from 3% in the previous quarter. Now, despite recent warnings from other automakers, Volvo expects EV momentum to ramp up, with three new electric models being launched. The company also expects that once the EX30 begins shipping, it will, quote, further boost Volvo Cars' profitable growth in fully electric cars. Now, after that, the flagship EX90 and the upcoming EM90 minivan will be headed out. Now, going back to the EX30, Volvo is increasing production in anticipation of high demand. Production has already commenced this fall in Jiangjiakou, China, but Volvo is adding more production in Belgium starting in the year 2025. Volvo says that the decision to build the EX30 in Belgium, as well as China, will boost production capacity for the expected demand in Europe and for global export. In today's community comment found on YouTube, 
Stan O49 says, Seriously, Mikey G, figure out what to do with your hair and quit screwing around with it. Well, Stan O49, if you find yourself distracted by the haircut of an otherwise simple production, then perhaps you might enjoy some quiet time before watching the show. Perhaps a pleasant walk will calm the nerves. We do live in a time of unprecedented variation, particularly in culture. The advent of the internet has brought together groups and interests that otherwise would have faded away. Now, along with that has come a broadening acceptance of individuality and choice that has even penetrated seriously staunch and rigid structures, such as religion or career advancement. But for earlier generations, especially the ones that are called baby boomers, they were born in a time of intense social unity and rigidity and expectations and norms. Those times are largely done as the current adults decide what it means to be an adult. But don't you worry, when the next generation comes to their prime years, they will instill a new set of values that I'm sure will be difficult to reconcile with my own experiences. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.